Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to another edition of Geek Town Radio. Um, we're back this week and uh, Chris is off again, so we've got his stand-in. Uh, Adam, say hello. Arnoon. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> I apologise to anybody in the uh, in, in the Somerset part of the country that might be getting upset about that. Um, right. <clears throat> my best South African accent. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it was? Okay. All right. Um, so uh, it's been a few weeks since we talked. So, um, what have you been up to? What have you been watching on TV? <laughs> TV. I remember that luxury. <laughs> <laughs> I have had a very busy time. Well, I was lucky enough to catch up with uh, the new version of Total Recall, which was was pretty cool. Because when I was a kid, the original version of Total Recall was you know star- starring Arnold, yeah. and it was a fantastic experience to, to see that wonderful movie. And of course. When they do remakes of things, you're always a little bit uncertain about how well they're going to do it. Uh, I think they did a really good job. I was really pleased with it. And what I really liked about watching the new Total Recall film was all the little subtle nods they put into the old version. There were even yeah. sort of little tiny backdrop characters that were in the original version. Lots of sort of one-liners that were giving nods to the original script, which I really enjoyed. And, you know, as, as I don't particularly... I think Colin Farrell is brilliant in the lead, but uh, who doesn't like looking at, uh, sorry, watching uh, Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel? Yeah. Of course, Brian Cranston, just his sheer creed screen presence. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. That was pretty cool. Yeah, no, it's, um, uh, it's, I actually really enjoyed that film as well. And um, it got slated quite a lot when it came out. I think the problem is that you're taking something so iconic as, as that original movie. Um, and, and remaking it, uh, and it's it's difficult. I, I think it would have been a mistake to try and do anything closer to what the original was. Yeah, it was nice. It took the basic premise of it, but kind of did it in a slightly different way. You had them kind of not going to Mars, but going like through the Earth and all that sort of stuff. You know, I, I thought it was really good. Yeah, I, I, I like the film. Um, the way they didn't actually do a carbon copy of it—that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I've got to admit, I was—I was more into the storyline of it being on Mars than uh, than having to go through the centre of the Earth. It was like, oh god, <laughs> Mars is far more believable. <laughs> but, well, uh, yes, but, pretty, yeah, well, yes, that's that—that that, that is probably true. But uh, yeah. Yeah, that going to Mars is more believable than going through the centre of the yeah, Earth. But yeah. hey ho, you know, we can live with that. Yeah. I just—I uh, really like the that all the kind of subtle nods that it was giving back to the original film. It was kind of like a bit of a, bit of a homage. I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that no, is good. Uh, anything else? Uh, well, I, I've been uh, festing out on good old Chris Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy as well. Yeah. Uh, because you know Chris Nolan is just such a damn good director, um, and when you're getting people like Anne Hathaway and Heath Ledger and Tom, Tom Hardy as sort of playing your support actors, you tend to get pretty good results in terms of a film. The yeah. quality of his films is just fantastic. Uh, I think that sort of made it a big step up in the sort of the, the fantasy sci-fi movie league when you got directors of that quality and actors of that quality. That made a big difference to uh, that genre of film. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Um, it's. <sighs> Now they're sort of past the Nolan stuff as well as uh, I would say we've got some stuff about the new D- DC movies coming up. Um, I, I'm quite interested to see what what uh, Zack Snyder goes with the, the new films as well because they've got three or four, five, six on the slate now. So uh, so yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing where that goes because I think although I I love Nolan stuff, um, it's 
it, it's still not really the comic book Batman. It's Nolan's version of Batman, which is fine, it's good, and it's, they're great films. But I think one of the things that they did with the uh, Man of Steel film was that that's the closest version of Superman that's the, like the current comic book version of Superman. So I'm very interested to see what he does with Batman as well. Um, All right, okay, so you, you're going to bring it back towards the original concept of uh, Batman, uh, the comic book version. I Well, yeah, and uh, to see, the thing is, we've never had a proper comic book version of Batman on screen. Not that's like what is in the current comic books, um, because there are a lot of an, extra characters. There are, you know, I mean, the, the, the thing with um, Dick Grayson being Robin, and Dick Grayson hasn't has been uh, hasn't been Robin for years, and um, has actually been a character called Nightwing, which is what he goes on to become for much longer than he was ever Robin. And there've been for like five or six Robins since then. So <clears throat> um, th- there's a lot, uh, and there's there's a sort of new Batgirls and Batwomen, and you know there's an ext- a massive extended family. Of, of characters which they and, and none of that has ever been brought to the screen um, and the whole style of it has never quite been you know um, that sort of comic book variation even the old Tim Burton movies are, are sort of close to what is currently in the comic books they were sort of close to what the comic books were but not what they are now mm, you know yeah. so I'm, I'm kind of and Schneider seems to have, have latched onto that quite well um, so I'm quite interested to see how uh, these come together. It's the thing that Marvel does brilliantly. I mean, Marvel, the, the Marvel movies are brilliant at portraying something which is a lot closer to a living comic book than the DC right. ones ever have been. Yeah, you know? yeah, sure. Uh, I, I just really enjoyed sort of Chris Nolan's uh, directing style. Um, yeah. I think I think the title of the film was really good. Just Dark Knight. I think that just says everything about it, really. Yeah. We're not talking comic book here. We're talking something quite sinister, quite disturbed, quite psychologically unhinged. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at the film for the film itself. Um, and I, I probably wouldn't compare it to the comic books because I don't read that many comic books. No. I'm a bit more of a film buff than a, a, a foldable piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can barely read, so why do I want a book? <laughs> cool. Okay. Um, what else have you been watching? Uh, well, I, I have a, a guilty pleasure. Yes. Um, and I... I I say this with a little shame in my voice. I do like two broke girls. <laughs> uh, well, you see, you get on very well with Chris because Chris loves that show. Um, it's, uh, I just don't get what is so funny about it. It's I, completely it is, predictable, entirely it, cheesy, and it's such canned laughter. But why do I laugh? I laugh. Yeah, it's, no, it is, I feel bad about that. <laughs> it, is a, it is a funny show. Um, uh, my mate Andrew worked on that, actually. <laughs> Oh wow! Cool. Yeah, he was uh, he, he was working on that. Um, the um, yeah, no, it is a funny show. Um, the the um, girl with the dark hair, and I can't remember her name, but uh, but she's hilarious. Uh, yeah, she she gets all the the one lines, uh, and she gets the self uh, the self deprecating humour, which I think is always brilliant. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. It's, it's very true. English sense of humour, I think, being self deprecating. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, no, that's very good. I I do like that show. Um, you say you were watching Defiance. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, I, I I certainly watched the first series of Defiance and thought, this is fantastic. I can get into this. This is a, a wonderful concept for a, a TV program. Um, I like the fact that it was clearly done on a budget, but it was still eking out some pretty cool special effects and you know pretty believable uh, makeup and storyline that was going on. Um, then I, I waited for Series 2 to start. I watched the first episode of Series 2, and then I missed uh, three episodes. And I tried to catch up with it on episode four. Yeah, that didn't work. No. <laughs> you missed three episodes of that, and you're thinking, what the hell is going on now? <laughs> so I have to go back and start completely from the beginning of series two because it's just left me behind. Uh, I think the story yeah. arc on that one is vertical. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I, I've seen a few episodes of it, um, and it's always clashed with something, and I've never quite got back to it. Um, uh, but it did seem quite an interesting show. And I interviewed uh, Stephanie uh, Leonidas. Yes, I remember the interview. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Definitely. Um, definitely. If you, anybody um, want... 
I was uh, I was just looking at the storyline, thinking this storyline is so fast and so vertical. The only time I've ever seen a storyline so fast and so vertical has been on shows that are going to get canned. <laughs> so I was wondering, <laughs> I was wondering whether we're trying to get all the storyline out in one shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it is back for a third season this year. So uh, so yeah, it is still around. Um, so okay, it's been doing quite well. Three seasons. For- yeah. So, you know, what, what's all that about? Defiance gets three seasons and Firefly got one. <laughs> yes, yes, I know. Uh, it, it's definitely one I'm going to go back to at some point. I think it's kicking around on Netflix so um, or, or Amazon or one of those, so I'll, I'll have a look see if I can find it. Cool. Um, I'm trying to think what I've been watching this, uh, this, this month. Uh, 12 Monkeys, the TV show. Ah, um, that is on record. We have that on record. Yes. Uh, it's, it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's not... I was saying to Chris last week, it's not um, Gilliam-esque in any real way, shape, or form, you know. I mean, a lot Cause, of Because only Gilliam could do that, really. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and that, that would be a push, I think, for a mainstream TV show. But um, it's um, it's still good. I mean, it's, it makes a nice concept for... Um, uh, for for a TV show, the, the idea of sending a guy back in time to stop a plague. Um, uh, they're actually covering more of the stuff in the future as well as stuff in the past so Cole's life in the future um, there's a, a gang that turns up in the third episode that, that uh, they seem to be a part of so they're covering little bits of that as well as him going back in the past and um, meeting a girl and, and, uh, and sort of trying to find a cure for this plague or stop the plague spreading in the first place Oh, great, great. And another TV program where we're hopping around on timelines. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, Another exactly. TV program where if I miss one episode, I'm going to be going, what the hell's going on now? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> what else have we got? Uh, Fortitude, again, um, this week, which took the rightest of right turns last week. Um, I don't know whether you've watched any of this yet. It's, it's no, on, not, not one thing yet. It looks, when you look at it, because um, that's all on, on the uh, Sky catch-up, because um, it's, it's specifically made for Sky Atlantic show. Um, it, it's about a little town that's up in the Arctic in the middle of nowhere. Um, they have very little contact with the outside world. And the series hey, of sounds like Buxton, where I live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, not a million miles away. More snow. <laughs> well, actually, no, probably not more snow. <laughs> Certainly in winter. Anyway, and the, um, uh, yeah, so it's this little kind of ice-covered uh, village, and these series of murders start to happen. But I said right at the very beginning that there seems to be something odd and sort of slightly unworldly about the whole thing but I wasn't sure whether that was just how they were playing it and and or not and, and it seems to be this sort of um uh, who done it crime drama mm-hmm. and yeah. then it, you were about what six episodes in or something now and it takes this really sharp right turn um in, in the last five minutes of one of the episodes and and you're like what that? <laughs> Where did that come from? Um, it's like a Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yes, it, it does. And then the this week's episode, which is sort of after that, there was a murder and they've discovered the body and this sort of thing. But but the the, the kind of refer- there's no reference to that last sort of five minutes yet because the characters don't know. So we're kind of waiting, still waiting again. So it kind of this, it, it's like having this big spike kind of appear at the end of the, at the end of that episode. Where you're going, what on earth just happened? And then it's sort of back to normal again now, and back to this kind of crime drama thing. So I don't know. It, it's it's still got me interested. It's going to be very okay. interesting to see where that goes, but it's well worth watching. Um, little, little right-hand turns are quite useful. They, they keep yeah. your uh, your interest poised. Oh, this wasn't a little right-hand turn. This was a major swing right. <laughs> um, Let's sign up for that then. I'll sign up for Fortitude as quickly as possible. Yes, yeah, so that that's quite good. Uh, what else have we been watching? Um, the following, which uh, came back last week, um, again, great, uh, really good show. Um, still no sign of. Uh, Joe Carroll, who's the kind of bad guy, uh, who's been sort of locked up in, in prison at, after the end of the second season. Spoiler, sorry. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, he still hasn't popped up in the series yet. So, uh, but I suspect he will at some point. 
Um, House of Cards, I've been watching on Netflix. Um, the 100 as well, which I've been watching, which runs on E4. Uh, this is, again, is another kind of sci-fi um, yeah, yeah, I've, uh, I've seen a couple of episodes of 100. Um, uh, a friend of mine watched, sits me down to make me watch that. <laughs> and again, this is another one of those TV programs. If you haven't watched it from the very start, you sit there going, what? what? <laughs> who, who, who? What's going on now? <laughs> Why has the spaceship got... No, I don't understand. <laughs> so it's a little confusing. Yeah. Uh, but I'd like to watch more of that. It's, it's just into the second... It, it's what? Three episodes into the second season, I think, at the moment. Um... And uh, again, it's it's kind of it's a sort of teen angsty drama uh, type of thing. I'm not sure whether it's ABC or CW that run it in the US, but it's that sort of um, teen kind of drama thing. But, yes, it's survival <laughs> teen drama, kind of Lord of the Flies against bad people. Yeah, yeah, that sort of that sort of thing. But it's um, uh, it's good. It's fun. It's kind of got nice stories. It's got a nice twist to it. Uh, definitely, definitely worth watching. Um, but yeah, that's only second season at the moment, so I've been enjoying that. Uh, and what else? Um, oh, and Arthur and George, uh, which is on its second um, episode, um, set in the little village where I grew up, which looks suspiciously like the Black Country Museum. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so it's but, but yeah, again, very good. Um, I am quite hoping that they might make a few more of these that are sort of not based on a factual story, just based on fiction stuff, because it has been quite good. I mean, it's your standard kind of ITV drama, but it's the type of ITV drama they do very well. So mm. you know, um, so that's been quite good. Uh, that's the uh, the Arthur George with the um, Arthur Conan Doyle, isn't it? Yeah, the, yeah it's the Arthur solving Conan Doyle. Of a, the solving of a supposed fictitious murder in Great Worley. Yeah, yeah, not not fictitious though. <laughs> oh, not fictitious. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, genuine murder in, uh, in, in, in or genuine um, mutilation of cattle and stuff. It was that was sort of the, the start of it. But there were murders and stuff involved as well. Um, but yes, and did actually happen. And Arthur Conan Doyle did actually go there. So. <laughs> Maybe that'll take a right turn, and maybe the X Files will turn up. <laughs> maybe. Um, so yeah, that's that's shows that we've been watching the last few weeks. Uh, or let's go on and have a look at the film and TV news. Well, there's one major story really that I think we've got to cover off before we do anything else. Um, Clarks. <laughs> oh top, man. And Top Gear. Oh man! <laughs> oh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a British icon of TV. Yeah, it, it was. Yeah, had such a buffoon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I feel uh, I feel so so confused about yeah. this. I really do. I know. I'm I'm very much like I I love Top Gear. I, I have to say I know there's very mixed feelings about the show and particularly about Clarkson. Um, and. Yes, he's an idiot, um, and I don't agree with his politics whatsoever. But he's a very entertaining idiot, um, and it's a very entertaining show. Uh, the problem is, you're in a, the BBC. were in a position where they said he's on his last uh, warning, and uh, then he allegedly punches a producer. Um, uh, um, that, just, just look at the guy. He, he couldn't punch his way out of a paper bag. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's a slightly saggy middle-aged guy. <laughs> I mean, he was, and apparently it was over a steak. I mean, you know, which which you couldn't get more kind of Jeremy Clarkson than that, really. But um, yeah, it's it's difficult. The problem is the BBC have a huge issue now. I mean, apart from the fact that there's a petition running at the moment, which is over nine hundred thousand people have signed to reinstate him. So you're almost at a million people having signed that petition, um, and it probably will top a million. Uh, but forgetting all that, um, Top Gear earns millions for the BBC. I mean, it's an estimated worth. That one show alone has an estimated worth of fifty million pounds. Good God! It's watched by three hundred and fifty million people, um, estimated and broadcast in two hundred and twelve territories around the world. Uh, there are international versions of it in USA, Australia, China, um, Korea, and there's one starting in France this month. You've got tie-ins of DVDs, the live show, the magazine, which has double the circulation of its nearest motoring magazine rival. Um, it's a huge, That's a huge, lot of money power. That's yes, a lot of money power. It's a, and, and 
Clarkson is one of the reasons behind that. Yeah. Um, and that's just in this star system. So imagine <laughs> if you get out of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, you, you do wonder if aliens arrive from outer space where they kind of turn up <laughs> exactly. with a pimped spaceship going. <laughs> Bunch of inbred pink-toothed hillbillies <laughs> waiting to find Clarkson and have a good old time. <laughs> yes. It's it, it's just, I mean, it is insane the amount of money power that show has. And a lot of that is down to Clarkson. I mean, he's. People forget that there was another version of Top Gear before this which died horribly. Oh, God, I remember it. It was um, just. Which Clarkson dreadful. was on and left because he thought it was awful um, and eventually came back again um, and came back with the show in this format. But he's pretty much instrumental in, in the version of the show that they have now. The difficulty the BBC have is they basically said, well, he's on his last warning. If he does anything else, uh, you know, that's it. Yeah. Now it's come to the point that he has allegedly done something. <laughs> They've got to t- decide, one, that they want to throw away 50 million quid a year. Two, they've got the problem that they've, they're not airing it this week. They're probably not airing it next week. Um, you've got the problem of, of what you do with the large amount of money you spent filming segments over the last year as well. Because you've got a bunch of segments that have Clarkson in them. So even if you kick him off the live or the, you know, the, the show that's recorded weekly, you're still then cutting to segments which have the guy in it. Yeah. Um, so you've either got to ditch all that. And again, it's the BBC. It's a publicly funding company. So you're throwing a load of money away. But you, you can't eradicate somebody's existence from the planet. No. I mean, uh, and... Equally, the larger problem for them is their contracts are up at the end of the month. So, um, all three presenters are renegotiating their contracts uh, at the end of this month, next month, which means that all three of them could potentially walk off to Sky. Yes, they could just walk straight over to Sky and say, hey, we're going to do Top Gear for Sky, and um, they'll snap them up. I mean, it might not be called Top Gear, but it would in every, every essence be Top Gear. The only chance of that not happening is if the other two don't go with him, and I, I find I that unlikely. Top, top to gear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somebody suggested calling it more power. Uh, <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of that and whether he gets away with it. Because uh, assuming he did something. Yeah, this is exactly. all alleged. Well, first, you've got to work on the basis of you know innocent until proven guilty. Um, um, I mean, to be fair, then that... we're getting this thing by trial by media, which is <laughs> not so good. Uh, yeah, and that doesn't take into consideration the guy is a bit of an idiot. Yes, but that doesn't mean you should, you know, just fire him. Um, um, I've got quite strong views about uh, colourful characters. Um, if he's done something illegal, if he has broken the law, if he is being, uh, you know, over the top in that way, then yeah, he needs to be handled. Um, and yeah. that's, that's an important thing. But we are getting to a bit of a stage now where anybody who has a bit of a strong opinion or says something that's slightly outrageous that's contrary to what everybody is supposed to think, then they're, uh, they're thrown to the wolves. And it's a bit of a shame. And, and Clarkson is a colourful character, and I certainly don't agree with the things he says, yeah. but I defend to the end his right to say them, yeah. even if they are less than politically correct. It'd be really good to see him back on Top Gear, but just stop being such a belligerent. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, I just, you know, uh, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it will, a lot of it will depend on um, what the producer, the, the producer that was involved decides to do. Because, um, I mean, it was Clarkson that actually bought it to the BBC board. He ran, ran Danny Cohen and, and um, actually shocked himself. Um, because he well, said he wanted to get in front of it um, just in case. Uh, and that's why it's all come out, because this happened a few weeks ago. I mean, you know, they've, they've recorded episodes since then. Okay. Um, uh, the producer himself um, hadn't as yet made any formal complaint. Whether he will do afterwards, uh, after, you know, if it comes out that something has happened, whether he will do, we don't know. Um so it all depends on what happens uh, over when they when they talk to the two of them this week. Um, 
so yes it's it's going to carry on a while in the newspapers i'm sure you'll see it all over the place yeah <laughs> but yeah. um i i know he if he did punch somebody you've got to do something about it but that's an awful it would be an awful loss to the bbc uh, to lose top gear and that's an awful lot of money to throw away. Well, um, well, you could you could do something quite you know original and have a trial by Top Gear, and, <laughs> and Clarkson could be you know, ceremoniously punched back by the producer and say that's how we set it on Top Gear. None that's of this shenanigans of legalities. Just stick your chin out, Clarkson. <laughs> Whack. There we go. I love that. That's a great idea. Gentlemen, be gentlemen. <laughs> you smack me and I'll smack you back. And I think that would be a really good way. Everybody's happy now. Bosh, yes. done. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's definitely the, way to <laughs> <laughs> definitely the way to handle it. Um, interestingly, the uh, the petition side of things, as I say, the Clarkson petition, he's, he's definitely heading up towards a million people having signed it to reinstate him. Um, the brings us on to the next thing, uh, which, uh, as a lot of people would know, we uh, very sadly lost the author, Terry Pratchett, um, this week. Um, amazing guy he'd written over sort of 70 books they were absolutely glorious um this petition started by some of the fans asking death to bring terry back because death as you may know is a character in in one of terry Pratchett's books right <laughs> um so uh, and and quite a lot of the fans saying we'll trade him for clarkson it's fine <laughs> <laughs> Um, I can't remember the exact quote that Terry Pratchett said, but it's something on the lines of, if the thing you're doing isn't annoying somebody else in the world, then it's not worth doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is a, a, a lovely quote which they, they put on the top of the petition, which says, there are times in life when people must know when not to let go. Balloons are designed to teach small children this. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was very sweet. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll put a link on the page to uh, to both the Clarkson uh, petition, but if you sign the Clarkson one, you need to sign the Terry Pratchett one as well. Um, yes, that's a rule. That is definitely a rule. Also, go and sign some of the others. There, there are there are some great stuff on there. If you're going to be on the Change.org site, just go and sign something for something a bit more worthy than hiring an idiot back to a TV show. <laughs> Absolutely. And I'm signed up to change.org and I get loads of emails coming through and it's really great. Every now and again, you get the email from change.org that says basically, yeah, we did it. We did it. We made a change. We made a change to the world. So it's not just a case of uh, sitting on your backside and clicking a mouse. You are actually making a difference just by yeah. putting your vote on something, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, so go on there. I will put some of the links up there, but, but yeah, go and have a look around the site and sign some slightly more worthy things as well. Uh, yeah. So let's move on from that. Um, we've got a big roundup of uh, some stuff for the upcoming DC Suicide Squad movie. Now, Ad, you don't really know anything about this movie, do you? So, no, uh, and it sounds really cheerful. So let's get straight into it. Well, it's actually it is. It's Suicide Squad is a DC comic book, um, and it's a team of antiheroes who are they're basically incarcerated supervillains. Uh, and they are put together and sent out to use as deniable assets by the United States government. Ah, oh, uh, excellent. Anti-heroes are so much more fun than heroes. Exactly. And heroes the, are boring. Yeah. <laughs> and they wear tight underpants. It was anti-heroes. <laughs> don't care. Well, quite, to be fair, quite a lot of them wear tight underpants in the coming world as well. Um, <laughs> but... Um, there's, so the, the, we've got a cast lineup at the moment, which is... Uh, Will Smith is Deadshot. Um, some of these characters turned up on the Arrow TV show as well, but obviously not with these people playing them. Um, Will Smith plays Deadshot. Uh, you've got Margot Robbie, who plays Harley Quinn. Um, Jai Courtney's playing Boomerang. Kara Devlin playing... I probably said, pronounced that wrong. Uh, Enchantress. Enchantress, yes, that's right. Uh, and the very brilliant Viola Davis playing Amanda Waller, who is the kind of person in control of the team. There's also rumour that Jesse Eisenberg may turn up as Lex Luthor. Um, Which I think is a pretty cool casting, actually. That's yeah, no, cool. it's, it's a great casting. I can casting. see Jesse Eisenberg as, as Lex Luthor. Well, he is, he is definitely playing Lex Luthor in uh, the uh, Superman v. Batman, Batman v. Superman, I can not remember which way around it is um in that, that movie um uh, so he is definitely in that but he's rumored he may turn up in this as well 
there are a couple of characters which have been missing. There's Rick Flagg, uh, who is, is one of the other uh, main characters, um, who uh, was originally cast as being uh, Tom Hardy, um, but uh, he ended up dropping out. So there's a few other names banding around. It ended up going to uh, Joel Kinnaman, who is, uh, you probably know him from the US remake of The Killing, and he was also Robocop in the Robocop remake. Oh, wow, okay. Uh, cool. So, yeah, he's go- it looks like he's going to be playing Rick Flagg. Um, I think that was the last film you and I saw together, actually. Yes, I think it probably was, yeah. Um, <laughs> then uh, the other bit of casting is um, Deathstroke which in the big screen version uh, will be played by Joe Magnolino, who uh, was last seen playing Alcide in uh, True Blood. Oh, God, yeah, Alcide. Yeah. Um, I hate that man. (laughs) (laughs) He's horribly attractive and and far too muscly, yeah. Um, When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Um, they... Uh, yeah, he's he's um, interesting bit of casting for that as well because he's played by Manu Bennett on uh, Deathstroke. Sorry, he's played by Manu Bennett on, in Arrow on the TV show. And right. if you look at a photo of Joe and a photo of Manu, they're not hugely dissimilar in looks. Oh, wow. um, so there's definitely a type they're going for. Uh, but yeah, it looks like he's he's being honed in on as a person playing uh, Deathstroke. So uh, those are the bits of, of casting for that. There is um, one other thing and one other character who is likely to turn up, and that is the Joker. Um, and this is oh, wow. um, Jared Leto playing uh, Joker. Um, That's such a big pair of shoes to fill. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few shots of him wandering around town with dyed blonde hair, uh, and some people going, oh, we can't believe they're going to make Joker blonde. They're not going to make Joker blonde. Uh, if you know anything about dyeing hair, you have to dye it um, lighter if you're going to, to, make to it color. Dark to color. Yeah. Yes. So um, I suspect he is going to have green hair. It's just they've had to lighten his hair to make it green. Um, yes. And he doesn't want to walk around all day with green hair. So <laughs> so that, that's, <laughs> that's, I suspect, why they've done it. Um, but interestingly, they're saying that this version of Joker will probably be based on the version from um, uh, Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns um, book. Uh, so he's a sort of lean and scarred, um, but does have the sort of traditional Joker suit with broad shoulders. Um, he's not as skinny as usually Joker is portrayed as. Um, oh, okay. So he's a more muscly guy. But interestingly, he'll be the first version of Joker with... Well, actually, no, Jack Nicholson's actually had this. But he's going to have bleached skin rather than the makeup style that um, uh, the Dark Knight... Heath Ledger. Uh, Heath Ledger had in, in Dark Knight yeah. Returns. Um, he will still have the scars, though, I think, as well. So he's he, it's going to be kind of an interesting mix of, of things. Um, it, it sounds like for the bits in the film, he's not going to be out in the world because, you know, you might have a group called Suicide Squad, but you don't want somebody like Joker on it. Uh, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I, you know, that's just asking for trouble. He'll um, in the universe, but he's not on the good guy's side. <laughs> he's not on anybody's side. Um, no, just his own man. <laughs> so, uh, it, it looks like they're going to use him in a sort of Hannibal Lecterist kind of way, with him being in a cell and being interrogated by Amanda Waller. Um, assuming he does show up. The other character that they're talking about having is Hugo Strange, uh, who is a sort of mad scientist type. Um, there's no news on casting for that yet, but he's um, he's quite interesting and another, again, another kind of very unhinged character. Uh, I don't think we've seen any screen version of Hugo Strange. He has been in the Arkham Asylum video games, which is where people will probably know him from. Uh, so yeah, if, if we get some casting for that, that'll be quite interesting. So the other bit of, of DC movie um, casting news, which uh, relates to the uh, Batman, Superman and, and uh, Justice League um, movies, is that, that it's rumoured that, that they're trying to get Chris Pine to play Green Lantern uh, Hal, Hal Jordan. Who was was played by uh, what was the guy in the in the two thousand and seven movie called? Oh, the guy was uh, Ryan Reynolds. Yes, that's it. Yes, played by Ryan Reynolds in the uh, in the two. Who I didn't think did a particularly bad job. I just think he had a terrible script. <laughs> yeah, I was going to go with you that one. I was going to say that the the well the, the Green Lantern that Ryan Reynolds was in was a mind-numbingly boring film and highly highly predictable. Um, I think Ryan Reynolds did a really good job of carrying that film, uh, as, as poor as it was. Yeah. I, I like Ryan Reynolds. He's got a incredibly good screen presence, and he's a really funny guy. Yeah, I really liked Ryan Reynolds in uh, Smoking Aces. Uh, I like him in that because he's, he actually takes on the... Um, you kind of believe all the emotional stuff that he's going through in the whole film, even though it's a humorous film. Uh, I yeah. think you believe a lot of the pain the guy's going through. And, you know, call me a bit sad, but I also like him in the Blade movie as well, because <laughs> I just think he's got a fantastic uh, comedic talent. His timing is just so irreverent. I love it. So I think uh, Ryan Reynolds did a really good job on the uh, the Green Lantern. He's, he's one of the few people that's jumped between DC and Marvel as well, because, I mean, he's, he's been in uh, the Wolverine movie, I believe he yeah, was in. Yeah, which I saw the other day, actually. That was another film I saw a couple of days ago, yeah. And he's playing Deadpool in, in an upcoming uh, Deadpool movie, which is another Marvel film. Uh, he's been Green Lantern uh, in DC. He's been Blade, uh, which is now Blade. Blade. Yeah, I think it was Blade Three, Blade Trilogy. <laughs> yes, uh, he was. With him and uh, Jessica Biel. Which is a, another comic book movie. So I mean, he's yeah. he's not short of having been in comic book films. <laughs> no, no, he's. Uh, I, I really like his screen presence. He's really cool. He's got a really far, a fantastic sense of humour. He can deliver the lines. They're quick fire lines. Yeah, I mean, it's. Although having said that, I, I do think. Chris Pine is a fairly good choice um, for Hal Jordan as well, um, because it's it's that kind of off the cuff, quippy, um, uh, devil may care kind of attitude that that's and, and that sort of daredevil attitude that that you expect um, from that character. Uh, yeah, I mean, Chris Pine's not- Chris Pine's got that kind of off the cuff glib. Uh, I think glib's a really good word. For yeah. Chris Pine sort of has a swagger about him. He doesn't really yeah. care. And, and that's sort of Which what clearly comes out in Star Trek. And uh, it came out in um, This Means War as well. Yeah. But, uh, whether it's gonna whether he's going to bring the zap that Green Lantern needs, because um, Green Lantern doesn't need that, and hope to God it's a better script. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. And, uh, I, I mean, he's quite a good choice for it, because he's not a million miles away from his character in Captain Kirk. Uh, no, not at all. Not, it's not a long stretch. Uh, no, no, no. So, so yeah, I, uh, we be interesting to see... I mean, that's only rumoured casting at the moment, so it'll be interesting to see whether he actually takes it. Um, moving slightly away from superhero movies, uh, we've got ghostbusting movies. Uh, and... As as you, a lot of you will know, may know, they announced a female-centric um, Ghostbusters movie fairly recently. Um, there is now apparently a male-centric Ghostbusters movie starring Channing Tatum um, coming along as well. So, is actually, has he actually signed on? Um, well, mm, not sure at the moment. Uh, that, that's this. This is possibly in kind of pre-production at the moment. So, because uh, um, we've waited thirty years for a. I'll say this very carefully. We've waited thirty years for a decent Ghostbuster sequel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that it, is true. They've got a lot of. They've got a lot to carry, and my gut instinct is that 
in my opinion, Ghostbusters should not be good looking. <laughs> <laughs> so I think they should rule Channing Tatum out straight from the get go. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, like, maybe, maybe they're planning on on bringing in a female audience with a female Ghostbusters film, and then carrying that audience over to the male Ghostbusters film. Yeah, like putting Channing Tatum so. oh, in it. It's got Channing Tatum in. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Don't watch so, a film um, like that for looks. You watch it for humour. Yeah, no. Well, um, but he is quite a funny guy. I mean, he, the um, uh, the, those the uh, the Jump Street movies. Um, yeah, Twenty One Jump Street, Twenty One Jump Street, and Twenty Two Jump Street, which um, are very funny. Uh, so, I mean, it, you know, he seems to have that kind of comic timing. Um, interestingly, they're looking for the male movie. They're looking at uh, Anthony and Joe Russo who, for the directors who lasted um, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Which which has bits of humour in it, but it's by no means a funny film. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, well, we'll see. See whether it goes anywhere. But uh, I'm looking forward I, to the uh, the female Ghostbusters probably more than the male Ghostbusters, to be honest with you, because uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know, I get on a little bit more with female comedians than I do with male comedians, uh, particularly when you like, look at things like uh, Bridesmaids and yeah. that, kind of, uh, that kind of awkward sort of life humour that women bring to their comedy is much better than a lot of the male stuff. That male stuff tends to be a little bit slapstick, uh, and I like the uh, the awkwardness of female comedians. I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah, it's... Um... It's quite a good cast as well, for the, for, certainly for the female uh, movie, which I, looks like he's definitely going ahead. So, yeah. um, see what Channing Tatum brings to the the male version. Hopefully, yes. we'll, hopefully we'll get two two streams of Ghostbusters movies rather than have to wait another thirty years. Yeah, Let's get yeah. scripts, guys. Get the scripts. Get <laughs> that, the actors. They can get the script right. You know, it will be quite a nice little franchise running for them. So that'll be good. Uh, and one final bit of news, um, which is is somewhat amazing uh, is um, Alan Tudyk and Nathan Fillion have got a new um, web series uh, which they, they started asking for funding for on Indiegogo it's called Conman uh, it's, uh, it's about um, two actors who were on a sci-fi series called Spectrum which was cancelled too soon uh, but became a cult classic <laughs> 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 uh, I, I, mm. <laughs> and they say life imi- imitates imitates art. <laughs> um, Alan Tudyk plays a character called Ray Nearly. Um, Ray's good friend Jake Moore, who's played by Nathan Fillion, uh, starred in the series and has gone on to become a major movie star. Um, so, well, uh, Nathan's character is enjoying the, enjoying the life of an A-lister. Um, Tudyk's character is stuck sort of touring the sci-fi circuit. Um, so, so um, yeah. I, I really like it when, when people can actually sort of take the mickey out of themselves with inside their own art. I think yeah. that's a fantastic concept. But the incredible thing for this was they asked for funding on Indiegogo, which is uh, a sort of Kickstarter type um, uh, you know, situation. So they go on and people donate. Um, their, their their initial goal uh, was $425,000. Yeah. The total currently stands at 1.8 million. <laughs> Gee, gods. That's fantastic. Because I do love Tudyk and his sense of humour, and that guy really does need to have more opportunities in front of the camera. You and, and 26,000 other people. Uh, there's... The, so the, they basically, um, yeah, I mean, they, they asked for the funding. They smashed the first funding, I think within the first day or two days. Um, it, it's only been up uh, since the 10th of March. It went up five days ago, and they've raised, uh, heading well into $2 million, or towards $2 million um, to fund this little web series. Jeez, that's fantastic. <laughs> Um, and the, the introduction video is absolutely brilliant um, and ropes in uh, people like uh, other cast from Firefly, uh, various other people, some directors. And, and So does Whedon have anything to do with this himself? No. Uh, oh, that's fantastic. No, it's, it's, written, by, uh, it's written by Alan Tudyk. Um, and and Nathan Fillion and, and and the pair of them are doing it together and and it's their little kind of ten minute 
web things. That's all they are. They set up a bunch of, of stretch goals, um, so which, you know, stretch goals are, are after you reach your funding. If they, they, they add more stuff that you get or, or more, they'll add more things if they reach certain, tar- certain targets. So they've added in extra episodes. Um, they've added in um, language versions and that sort of thing. Um, the 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 one which uh, the latest one that they've got, um, which they just unlocked, which was uh, um, when they reached you 1.75 million. Wow. Um, Alan will read every funder's name in a video. <laughs> <laughs> As I just said earlier, there are currently. There are currently 26,000 people he now has to read at. <laughs> I think this is just a fantastic concept to have viewers actually buying in with their own money to see the things that they actually want to see. It's, they're almost like voting with their pound notes or their dollar bills before Absolutely. this stuff even goes into production. I mean, Rather than some corporate exec making the decision for you, you can actually put the money down yourself. What a, what a great idea. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the first thing that's, that's been crowdfunded. I mean, the, uh, the there's been movies and stuff that have been crowdfunded quite successfully by people that, you know... Um, oh, absolutely, yeah. But, but um, this is, is somewhat game-changing in just the amount that they raised and in the time that they raised it, I think it is, is absolutely staggering. Um, uh, you know, ju- just incredible. Uh, well, it's Tudyk and Fillion. I mean, and those yeah, two exactly. guys are, you know, are iconic from their time together, and they're both incredibly funny guys. So yeah. it's it's going to go well. It's got to go well. Yeah, I, I think there's an embed code for the video, so I'll, I will post it on the website and I will put the link across so you can go and donate and get stuff yourself. But it, it's it's just hilarious, uh, and and yeah, just just the intro video stuff is hilarious, and okay. and the, uh, the 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 goal videos as well. Every time they they hit one of their goals they posted a goal video um i'll post one of those on there as well because the the they're just brilliant okay um, that sounds great so so yeah uh, keep it keep an eye out for them uh, and I'll, I'll post the link across so people can donate as well um so yeah that is the end of the news uh for this week we've got a couple of questions so i'll move on to questions and answers So questions this week, uh, one from Colin Render via Twitter. Have you watched House of Cards season three? What do you think of it? Um, I'm really enjoying it. Yeah, I love um, Kevin Spacey's character on that show. Um, and he's such a snide and horrible character. Um, but it's Kevin Spacey and he does it so well, <laughs> you know. I haven't seen House of Cards, but I can imagine how Kate, um, Spacey's going to play that character. Uh, that guy's a highly, highly talented guy. You can have empathy within one minute, and you see him as so human. Um, and then sometimes you think, oh my God, this guy is the creepiest, slimiest character on the planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how does he do that? <laughs> yeah. It really, really is one you should go and watch because it's on, it's on Netflix. Uh, it's just on its third season. They're all on there. Um, just, it, it's, it's about, um, a senator's sort of rise to power to becoming president uh, and uh, just um, absolutely brilliantly done and slimy and horrible kind of politician he is um, good political I, commentary we'll go for that yeah yeah, yeah definitely uh, so definitely worth uh, worth watching I'm really enjoying season 3 I really like it uh, one, from, one question from Bill Barkley on um, the Facebook page Will Fortitude ever come to Freeview? Um, any chance of Helix Season 2 coming to 5 Star? Uh, okay, well, we'll deal with those two first. Uh, will Fortitude ever come to Freeview? Quite possibly, but not for a few years, because I think it's it's owned by Sky. Um, they may stick it out on one of their, their, their one of the Sky channels that's on Freeview at some point, um, but it will probably be a while before that happens. Uh, any chance of Helix Season 2 coming to 5-star? No, absolutely no chance at all. Um, Helix ran uh, last year. They started out on 5. It died horribly for them. They didn't get enough viewers. They bumped it to 5-star to run the rest of the series. Didn't run particularly well on there. I think it's extremely unlikely they'll pick it up again. Um, and the last question from him was, 
will you guys ever broadcast to Ustream or stream it with video as well as just audio so they can actually see you guys? Bill, Give- you just don't know what you're asking for. <laughs> Bill, <What>? no. <laughs> no. I say this for your own your own good. <laughs> it's just not a good thing. We for wouldn't... me, you might just need sunglasses for Dave. Just, just no. Just no. <laughs> I, was, I, was, uh, I, I was just saying we can't really do it because you want Adam, Adam scaring the children. Um, That's there's... my job. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, uh, in all seriousness, it, it, it's we do these over Skype. It's not the easiest thing to get Skype necessarily into YouTube stream. Um, I have looked into it a bit. Plus, we'd have to record it live, and it uh, and and we'd have to be way more organised than we are when we're doing this normally. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, we may do it at some point. Uh, maybe, maybe one of the shows with uh, with Chris. I, I, I don't know, but um, I, logistically, it's a bit of a problem. But ideally, if we were both in the same place, it may be possible to like we stream it on YouTube or something. Easier, we'll easier from the same continent. Some days, yeah. <laughs> yeah you are listening to the two kings of winged. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Um, and Vicky uh, Hodges. Once again, I'm sure you ask this every week. Nashville, when is it coming to the UK? Vicky, we don't know. Um, what I can say is I am badgering, um, I am badgering Channel Four quite a lot uh, about about it. Uh, they still don't have an, a date. They have confirmed they have bought it, so they have got it. It will be coming. Uh, we just don't know when. Um, Vicky, Vicky, you mean something to us. You're special. <laughs> we'd like you to know that as soon as we know about Nashville, we will let you know. Okay? That's okay now. I, I, I tell you how far it went. I even tried bribing the uh, the, the uh, press department at Channel 4 uh, with pictures of kittens in cowboy hats. And that, <laughs> even that didn't work. In all seriousness, I did, because she liked kittens. Uh, so... so <laughs> <laughs> and, and that didn't work either. So, so, um, so maybe, maybe try. You could. It's on Morpho. You could try tweeting pictures of kittens in cowboy hats to Morpho. See whether that gets you anywhere. Um, I, I, I thought that that might be worthwhile. But uh, you know, uh, yeah, they're, they're not budging yet. The the um, uh, the scheduling department aren't, aren't giving anything right now. So there's nothing more we can do. Um, but they will let us know as soon as they know. So. Uh, and those are the questions and answers for this week. Um, next are some UK air date changes. UK air date updates. We've got uh, the first one, which a lot of people will be very happy about, and, and particularly I, I posted this on the Facebook page and on Twitter. Um, Once Upon a Time is returning to the UK. Hallelujah. <laughs> there you go. Um, Just crowbar that one. In. <laughs> so, so yeah, once upon a time, it's, it's returning to the UK. Um, it's on Netflix, which I know some people aren't hugely happy about because they don't have Netflix again. Although I have pointed out, pointed this out a number of times. Um, if you want, if you're saying, "Oh, I can't afford Netflix," but you have a Sky subscription. What you're actually better off doing if you've got a decent internet connection is cancelling your Sky subscription, buying a Now TV box, an Amazon subscription, and a Netflix subscription. Because Now TV will pretty much get you everything that's on Sky. Um, and that with a uh, Netflix subscription and an and a, um, Amazon subscription is less than the standard Sky subscription. So... <laughs> You can actually have all three for for less than your normal Sky subscription. Okay, um, I'll look into that then. <laughs> uh, so so that, that's actually um, it's it's actually quite a good way of doing it. You do lose a little bits and pieces, in, and it's you know you you're relying on having a decent internet connection, um, but it will cover most of the stuff. You know, you can get things that you can get a lot of the Sky One shows, uh, Arrow, Arrow, Flash, all that sort of thing. Um, and there's a lot of box sets and things on there. So on, on the Now TV, Now TV is a really good service. Um, it's just, I mean, it's still run by Sky. It's sort of Sky battling Sky for it, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's bizarre, but that's the way they're doing it. 
They're in a win-win situation. Yes, that's that's the idea. So yeah, that's that's uh, once upon a time. It's back on Netflix from right now. Uh, all first three seasons are on there. Uh, the fourth season is on there up until I think they said episode 14 um, and it will come out weekly as it comes out in the US there's some confusion as to exactly what day it comes out but it'll either be Monday or Wednesday um, so that's back uh, Da Vinci's Demons season 3 we've been assuming that was going to be coming earlier in the year but it's actually going to be coming in November now so that's got moved back I'm not entirely sure of the reason for that um Yonderland, uh, which I, I know Adji said you hadn't seen this, which is a, just hilarious. It's aimed at kids, primarily, but it's by the people that do the Horrible Histories children's TV show. Oh, right. Um, okay. yeah. uh, they've, and they've just made a film called Bill. We've interviewed them a couple of times. They're a really good bunch of guys. Um, they, uh, they, and they make this, uh, this thing which is about a housewife who um, goes through her cupboard in our house and ends up in this kind of magical world called Yonderland which is inhabited by various puppets um, and it's it's made by um, they're, they're not actually Jim Henson's workshop, they're, who were Jim Henson's UK but they're, they're now called a different company but essentially okay. it's Jim Henson's workshop UK um, so the puppetry is brilliant uh, they do a fantastic job uh, and it's, it's a very funny, very very silly show um, and uh, it's on Sky One. It's returning this spring for a second season. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that coming back. Uh, this is pretty good. Um, I like the sound of it. It's got a bit of dark crystal in it, which I saw when I was a kid. <laughs> that was damn good. Yeah, um, I mean, it's. Maybe somebody who doesn't like Fraggle Rock. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's, it's far closer to Fraggle Rock than it is to Dark Crystal, I think. But it's. Um, good, good. But, but yeah, it, it's incredibly silly, but it's very, very funny. Um, there is uh, Murder in the First Season 2, which is coming to Fox UK in May. Uh, Grace Point, which is the US remake of Broadchurch, which only ran for one season because they cancelled it. But if you want to see how bad it was, uh, ITV Encore are running that from the 1st of April. Um, <laughs> you just love it when the Americans get hold of British TV shows. <laughs> Ironically, this, this was made with David Tennant in it as well. <laughs> playing the, and the American version of the same character. Um, oh my god! <laughs> just they moved it to America and a different cast, apart from David Tennant. So, so interesting, but uh, but yeah. So it might be an interesting watch, but it only survived the season, so you know. Um, Agents of Shield returns to Channel Four on the twenty seventh of March at Cream. Yay! Which I'm really glad that that's coming back. Uh, and uh, this is the last thing is um, not so much an edit update, but there's been stuff floating around the web about Heart of Dixie being cancelled recently. Um, that, uh, although it's not officially been cancelled, I think pretty much has been cancelled because uh, all the cast and crew that have been on Twitter, uh, although some of the tweets have been taken down since, have been saying it's cancelled. Uh, so, so it's either somebody playing a very cruel joke on the cast and crew of the show, um, or it's been cancelled. So they've just not officially announced it yet. So don't expect that to come back. Okay. Um, so that's the air date updates. Just going to look forward to a few shows on uh, TV next week. So next week on TV, um, first major thing coming back, uh, Gotham returns to Channel 5 uh, tomorrow, 16th of March or at 9pm. Uh, looking That's forward to that rewatch. Yes, definitely looking forward to that coming back. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what's coming up in that. They've got a young version of Joker coming up, I believe. So oh, okay. see how they handle that. Um... There is Community uh, Season 6, which we thought was going to go out on um, Yahoo TV, whatever it's called. Uh, they've got a like, streaming system, which is where it's going out in the rest of the world. But Sony Entertainment Television have managed to retain the rights over here. That's coming on the 18th of March at uh, 5 past 10, for some reason. Um, 
there is a show which is running on Sky 2 called Mind Games. Only ran for one season in the US, so don't expect another season after it. But it looked quite interesting. It stars uh, Christian Slater and Steve Zahn as two brothers who are in an agency that solve client problems by using real science of human motivation and manipulation. Uh, and it's one of the reasons it's worth watching. It's written by the guy that wrote uh, Jason Isaac's ridiculously silly Bonkers Awake um, show, which again also ran around for uh, one season it's written by Carl Killian so um, I, it, it's it's a one season show um, but uh, it, it looked interesting enough that's on Sky 2 on the 18th of March at 10pm that sounds like something right up my street really yes that's very much so um Resurrection returns back for its second and very very probably final season on the 19th of March at 9pm and Big Bang Theory is back Yay! finally. Um, E4, uh, they've they've obviously the, the E4 schedulers have obviously woken up from the uh, drunken stupor that they've been in and decided to put it back on air because uh, they're just completely disorganised over there. Um, it's back on the nineteenth of March at eight thirty, and hopefully that means it will run in one solid block now. Uh, and, and that'll be it. So, uh, yeah, it's it's back. Oh, yeah, and one of this, uh, How to Get Away with Murder, which is uh, Violet Davis's uh, very, very good um, uh, show about a lawyer and a bunch of law students um, who are, are trying to cover up a murder while solving uh, cases. Um, that's on the 22nd of March at 9pm. Saying it like that makes it sound terrible, and it's not. It's a really, really good show. Um, so yeah, no, that's that's uh, back on Universal uh, on 22nd of March at 9pm. And that's it for this week. Um, all I need to say is uh, go and, if you want to find out anything more about uh, stuff that we've talked about this week, uh, go and check out the post on the website. You can visit geetown.co.uk throughout the week to see all the latest air date info. If you want to get in touch with any questions or comments, you can email us at podcast at geetown.co.uk. You can leave a message on the website post or find us at geetown on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Geektown. Um, next week, we should have a show, but it's Comic Con in Birmingham, uh, so I'm not entirely sure what's going to happen. It may be, it may be uh, that it's, it's stuff from Comic Con rather than the regular show. Uh, we may be able to sp- squeeze a regular show in around it. I, I, I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, but so, we'll have something next week anyway. Uh, we will talk to you then. Cheers. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.